Welcome to the St. Michael's Podcast, conversations on themes from recent sermons given from the pulpit at St. Michael's. I'm Damon Hancock. For this episode, I spoke with Mother Kate Flexer about the spiritual practices that ground us as Christians in what sometimes seems like an irredeemably broken world. Mother Kate's sermon came the week of the school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and just a few weeks after the supermarket shooting in Buffalo, New York. These events, and others since, have left many of us feeling helpless and overwhelmed. As a side note, I recorded this conversation the Sunday that Allison Okimoto, a graduating high school senior from our community, gave a sermon at St. Michael's, so you'll hear a couple of references to that. To start us off, here's Mother Kate speaking from the pulpit. This is a long journey that we are on, and there is a long ways to go yet. We must resist fear and despair. We do that with our rule of life as Christians. To pray, to read our Bible, to take our Sabbath, to love our enemies and watch our tongues, to guard our hearts from too much media and partisan garbage, to keep our bodies healthy and our hearts open. And in doing all this, to keep getting in the way of this system that seeks only to oppress and destroy and kill. A kind of a concept that you, that you raised or that you, that you that you raised in your sermon um, was like, what, what do we do in the face of just like unspeakable horror, mm. you know, and and shock and despair? And um, you mentioned silence, prayers, and scripture, mm. and that these are like pillars of um, of just how we approach the world as Christians, you mm-hmm. know. So, like, is that just? Were you saying that that's that's just a recipe that that's a recipe that is like worth trying in any situation because it's it just is how we approach the world or? Well, I mean, I resist the word recipe, I guess, but um, <laughs> I I mean, I'm I'm aware for myself that I can I can get all caught up in like running around either f- act like actually fig you know with my body running around like really like doing a whole bunch of things, getting super busy, thinking I've got to like make something different. But even more so in my brain, I'm like running around. I'm like restlessly trying to figure out like, what does this mean? What happened? How could it have happened? What should happen? Who should be responsible? What should I do? And, and it's all sort of a state of agitation, which when I stop and remember that the better place to go, first of all, is just into silence and prayer then I find that I'm more able to respond in a more faithful way. So it's not just my own reactivity and outrage, but taking it to a place where, well, for one thing, I'm not trying to hold it all by myself because I feel Mm -hmm. like part of what I feel is that, that it's too much to hold and it's breaking me apart. But if I go into silence and prayer, I'm going into a place where I'm being held by God who is much bigger and greater than I am and 
God who has the capacity to hold a lot of horror and suffering that feels like too much for me to hold. Mm-hmm. So it's, I wouldn't, so I resist, right, resist recipe because that makes it sound like do this, do the following three things and everything will be fine. But, <laughs> but it just in my own experience, like it, when, when I do that, I'm in a better place to deal with it, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's just, um, and it's something that it's something that sort of, you can, you can just reliably return to like almost in any, almost in any situation. Well, yeah. I mean, like anything else, it's sort of, it's, it's like an exercise. Like, you know, if you're doing, if you're, if you're doing it, you're exercising your muscles and you're building them up, you know? Um, if you're like with regular exercise, if you never, ever, ever run, you're not going to like suddenly one day be like, I can just run this marathon today. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to do some training to get there. And I feel like the spiritual disciplines are partly a way to kind of like train ourselves so that when the really hard stuff comes, you have some deeper capacity to manage it. It's kind of what like Allison was saying in her sermon today, you know, like I didn't understand why you had to go to church every day or every week. Um, until I went, th- this this horrible thing happened to my family, and I realized that in going to church every week, you know, we were being held and supported in this way. But it was, but like that was because the family had already built this relationship of love with everybody, right. you know, over the years that led up to the time when they really needed it. I mean, did you have that experience, say, a couple weeks ago, where it's like? there's something really, there's something really bad happening or something really scary happening. Like, let me read some scripture and like where it sort of, it, it brings you either, I don't know, some solace or some clarity or some, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, is that, that's something that happens for you? Yeah. I, and actually I would extend it even further and say that when you've, when you read scripture enough, then it starts, you start to remember it. Right. So that's, I mean, some traditions make a real point of memorizing scripture. We don't emphasize that as much in our tradition. But if you say a psalm enough, for example, it's going to start, you're going to start remembering it. And so then those words are there to be accessed when you need it also. And so mm-hmm. things like, you know, in these really hor- horrific moments, like I think, like Psalm 27, you know, the Lord is my light and my salvation, of whom then shall I be afraid? Like, just like this reminder that. The scriptures are written by people in sometimes horrific situations themselves and in a time and place that was probably a lot more brutal and violent than ours is, as awful as ours seems. Um, and yet they're still sort of making these strong expressions of faith. And um, so sometimes it's like you get to borrow somebody else's language when you can't find your own. Um, yeah. So yes, when, when something like like this last string of events, which really did knock me for a loop. It was just so, it was so awful, so many, so many awful things all happening at the same time. Um, the kind of, the only, I couldn't think of my own words of useful something to say, but I could, I was hearing echoing in my spirit, this like Psalm 27 and other passages that sort of like, uh, okay, you know, there's, there's a bigger, again, there's a bigger container around this than just me trying to hold it. There's that whole sort of, you know, just like look at, like look at your schedule and where your time goes and that will show you 
what, you know, what your values are. Look at your wallet and what's in it. <laughs> like that will show you sort of where your time and energy and priorities are. And I think we give ourselves to a whole lot of things, um, but being more conscious and intentional about it. So like zipping back to the spiritual practices, talk, you know, like as the, we've been doing some work here on Sabbath, right? And the idea that you can like intentionally set time aside to be holy rest and not just kind of a day like any other day that's kind of filled with little whatever's that's and that's. Um, and somebody brought up in a conversation about it, you know, I feel like there's more agency in that. You know, I'm, I'm actually being more intentional and conscious about how I'm living. And I think it's the same thing. It's like being intentional and conscious about who you're giving, who you're giving your time to, who you're giving your money to, who's kind of who, what, what, you know, is giving you like the main energy that you're living on. Mm -hmm. um, and is it the profit motive? Is that like the ultimate thing that's kind of driving you? Or, you know, is there something else that's kind of being the thing that you're being led by? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everybody's got a lot on their plate, but, um, but it is also at the same time true that I think we find time for the things that are most important to us. And I mean, I, th I felt convicted on this in terms of spiritual disciplines way back when I was realizing I was not very disciplined about morning prayer, but I was super disciplined about my daily run. And I was like, okay, if you can go running every day, why can't you sit down and do some prayer properly? You know, like, what's the point? You're supposed to be doing this. You're a priest, you know? Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> um, that was, and that was a choice that you were able to, 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 yeah. to make and... Yeah, so I mean, I just had to like I just thought about my morning schedule and thought, okay, I'm gonna have to start getting up a little bit earlier and do it this way instead of that way, and and now it's habit, you know, now it's ingrained and I just automatically do it. But yeah, I had to intentionally build build it in. Oh so. wow, yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, because you know, it's like you were saying, you could maybe be living out a life that isn't that you didn't even realize you were until you examined it, you right. know, in spite of yourself. But on the other side, it's like there's there's nothing inevitable about that it's like you yeah. can you can re you can reassess it and, and try and make a decision that energy or time like that's going to one thing is like you got to be able to direct that same amount of energy and time to something else because it does it is important to you, you know? mm -hmm. yeah. some of where i went with some of this for the 745 service this morning um since i didn't have the wonderful allison okamoto to preach for that service i had to come up with something myself and right but reflecting on the fact that this teenager was going to get up and say what I knew was going to be amazing stuff at 10 o'clock, I just was reflecting with the 745ers about, you know, what we're really, we're just really talking about being a grown up. You know, a lot of this kind of spiritual maturity stuff is just maturity, you know, to be somebody that like responds with, without reaction, you know, with an awareness of what it feels like to be somebody else in, in their shoes, with an eye to the long game, um, like, that's that's like what a grown up that's what a grown up does you know and that's a lot of what I think we're supposed to be about as Christians is growing up um, mm -hmm. and you know that like the like the Romans reading today you know suffering produces endurance endurance produces character you know character is like what we're building right. and when we have it then we're able to find hope and sort of like live into the possibility again um, and not just be like weighed down by circumstance yeah. so. That's the, that's the aim. This has been the St. Michael's Podcast. 
As always, the sermon we discussed, as well as Allison Okimoto's sermon and every Sunday sermon for the past couple of years, is available on the St. Michael's Sunday Sermons podcast on our website and at Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening, and remember, life is short. Be swift to love. <laughs>